0: Hello this is Dr. Brock.
1: Hi and this is Dr. Margaret Christensen at Carpathia Collaborative and we're here today to talk about uh, brain health and, and related to the microbiome and the gut brain axis. and Dr. Brock this is something you and I have been doing for years and years um, so why don't we just kind of uh, briefly mention all the different factors that we look at and then we'll go back and dive into them. So uh, Dr. Brock what are the things that we like to look at?
0: Well, if you look at this screen right here, I think it's really cool because it outlines so many things that we deal with every day in regards to our brain, which is really one of our most critical organs. And we can really start anywhere on these and we could talk all day long, but I think really one place to start is just the environment. I mean, Dr. Christensen, what do you think about environmental factors that our group and our the people listening could take home that would just instantly maybe possibly enhance their brain health?
1: Well, this is uh, super. So air quality is probably one of the big things that um, really impacts the brain. If you think about it, when you're breathing in, you're breathing in actually through your nose and your olfactory nerve is the smelling nerve that goes from the back of your nose and actually right into the brain. So if that one gets really inflamed and irritated because you have uh, being exposed to environmental toxins like toxic mold or um, uh, pesticides or um, living near heavy traffic. Those are things that irritate it and, and inflame the um, Olfactory nerve, and that can also cause uh, brain inflammation. Um, so the environmental factor is uh, one of them, um, and the the challenges actually that we're looking at have to do uh, with brain issues. Has to do with everything from neuropsychiatric. So. Again, if you're having anxiety, depression, uh, family histories of uh, things like bipolar disease, if you're having somewhere, you have a child that is on autism spectrum, you have a parent who's got Alzheimer's, anything in those spectrum of brain issues are all being uh, impacted by environmental factors as well as these other factors. Uh, What are some of the other huge things that we see?
0: Well, one of the things I will say is Mm -hmm. that we're finding out that some of these environmental factors, such as mold, mycotoxins, and stuff like that, they're really contributing to anywhere from 15 to 30% of neurodegenerative diseases that happen down the road because it gets into your brain, creates inflammation that is sustained, and you start losing cells. So I think this is really important. We can't escape our environment, but Mm -hmm. we can keep it clean.
1: Absolutely. And and when you're talking about neurodegenerative diseases, you're talking about things like MS and Parkinson's and ALS. um, And then we see a whole lot of also, like I said, kind of uh, psychiatric issues, including people who are are severely depressed and not responding to conventional treatments. So uh, environmental factors and toxicities are one of the huge things we look at. Talk to me a little bit about the gut-brain connection
0: and what influences that. Well, when you look at the gut and you look at what you eat, Your microbiome all the little bacteria that live in there and the health and the integrity of the lining of your gut if that's not appropriate and that's not good then the food that we eat maybe isn't digested completely maybe some of these individual proteins they don't get broken down and so these polypeptides or multiple proteins that are stuck together they get into the bloodstream and our immune system reacts to it and creates an alarm response They can create inflammation that can then get into the brain. And if you have something like environmental problems along with gut problems, along with food intolerance, it all starts to come together and it makes that inflammatory burden in the brain even worse. So Mm -hmm. if you're genetically prone to mental illness or neurodegeneration or whatever the case may be, it can kind of start Mm -hmm. to trigger those conditions in a person. So... I think that gut health, along with where you're at in your environment, and I think that food is part of your environment, mm-hmm. those things really need to be in check. You think there's anything in addition to that?
1: Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, we have a whole program that uh, where we go after gut health first because we know that 80% of our neurotransmitters, things like... <clears throat> Uh, serotonin and GABA um, are, are are produced actually in the intestines and the good guy bacteria are what we call our probiotics are responsible for that. So if you have a history of having been on lots and lots of antibiotics in your lifetime or you take things like um, uh, reflux medications or you've had a lot of alcohol or um, again you're just eating the standard american diet which is full of pesticides and genetically modified foods all of those things are creating that inflammation that you're talking about in the gastrointestinal tract and it goes right up the vagus nerve um, and gets also into the bloodstream and uh, inflames the brain now dr brock what happens too if you've had a head injury
0: yeah if you've had a head injury you know it's really interesting because the brain regulates gut function through the vagal system the vagus nerve and it makes stomach acid, and it causes peristalsis or movement in the gut, so that you get food there, so it doesn't become, you know, it doesn't become static, and you get overgrowth and creates bloating and stuff like that. The vagus also goes to the liver and helps you detoxify, and it also goes to the spleen and it helps your immune system differentiate into different types of white blood cells uh, that will do different functions. But we also know that the gut can then go back up to the brain, so you can see right here. What the brain does it's going to affect the gut and what the gut does it's going to affect the brain and if you interject into that loop by making it worse with environment or your diet or not exercising all of those things can really perpetuate this loop being worse and worse and worse and worse and of course if you throw a head injury on top of that then now you've got more inflammation and there's some really good literature out there that shows that if you have a head injury within you know hours to at least a day that your gut barrier and your brain barrier become leaky which means inflammation can go in both areas
1: Mm -hmm. so we see um, and with many many of our clients a kind of a combination of having had exposure to environmental Factors of toxicants, as well as infections, chronic infections from viral infections. Certainly, we're seeing a huge uptick with COVID um, and also post vaccine issues, uh, as well as infections like uh, things like Lyme, Bartonella, or any of those co infections. Um, so, those environmental factors and in- infections, along with folks who've had. Um, any type of head neck or spine injuries, from bad falls, from car accidents, from sports injuries, from um, gun incidents, you know, shooting big guns. I mean, all different kinds of things can create um, the head injuries that we talked about. And then oftentimes that throws folks into chronic stress because their body is either in pain or inflamed or they're super anxious and they don't know why, they're failing Uh, standard medications that are given to them for anxiety or depression and um, oftentimes getting very fatigued severe brain fog etc and so we that's a lot of the clients that we see
0: yep Mm -hmm. And you throw stress in on this like you just talked about now your stress hormones like Mm -hmm. cortisol for instance it can go up and it can shrink parts of your brain it can shrink like uh, the hippocampus which is really you know responsible for short-term memory that same cortisol can also go down and further degrade the lining of the gut so it perpetuates this whole axis so we really want people in a lower stress environment when they're healing but the problem is people that are chronically ill are that are involved with head injury and gut brain problems and have environmental toxins they're really stressed out because they can't do their activities of daily living they may not be able to work they're having to spend money on therapy but it's really important that all these things get identified so that stress doesn't continue for long periods of time, because then it can kind of get stuck and it can become what we call plastic. You know, Mm -hmm. you can get a different mood. And I think that really at that point in time, it, it, disease becomes really chronic mm-hmm. and that's where we have to intervene at higher levels and, and really work on not just all of these physiological components but also the psyche as well. And Do you have anything that you think is really good for stress reduction?
1: Yeah, well, I think I think the hope in all of this that's really critically important and so much research has um, really unfolded in the last decade or so, looking at the whole evidence of neuroplasticity, the ability to change our brains. So even if you've had chronic uh, again head injuries or chronic uh, illnesses, chronic psychiatric issues. There's so much that we can do with diet, with nutrients, with brain support, with detoxification, with gut support. Uh, So I think having hope is incredibly important. Having some type of daily practice of some sort that helps calm your brain down, if that's meditation, if that's prayer, if that's journaling, if that is uh, digging in your garden, Um, Turning off the TV and the news is really super helpful. Uh, Laughing is really helpful. Singing, uh, play, joy, because we spend so much time worrying about everything that's wrong. We need to look at what's right and have gratitude and those are things that can help us move forward. Um, What role does exercise play, uh, Dr. Barak, in brain health?
0: That's a good question. Um, Exercising stimulates nerve fibers and receptors that go up to your brain that activate cells to connect to one another. And that's what you were talking about a minute ago in regards to plasticity. So if we don't use it, we lose it. Mm -hmm. Um, If we don't have good food to nourish our bodies, if we don't have a good digestive system and we don't stop inflammation, it can make the brain really lacking resilience. Mm -hmm. So if you don't exercise, it just makes it worse and it uncouples that plasticity and you actually lose plasticity. And then when you put that with stress, you change your cognitive behavior. When you look at a program really that is all-encompassing it's everything on this slide if you really want to deal with mm-hmm. Just this one simple loop which is microbiome and gut-brain axis. I mean if you had to summarize this one slide How would you, how would you do this in a way where you know people can really grasp it both clinician and patient?
1: So I would kind of go back to my um, the, the four things that I say uh, about uh, any approaching any kind of disease and that is clean food clean air, clean water, and a clear mind. So uh, we just start with diet and nutrients and and clean water, like filtered, that we are helping to change and shift the microbiome, get rid of the toxic uh, foods and genetic modification and pesticides in our food supply. So we're using nutrients to create healthy cells, plenty of water to flush out uh, toxins, Um, and um, having uh, good quality air filtration especially wherever you sleep and evaluating your environment to make sure there aren't any toxic substances Um, so that would be the clean air part and then the clear mind part uh, uh, has to do with having again some type of daily practice where you are very purposely working on calming down the mind and lifting your spirits at the same time. So I think that those are the uh, really big factors. We really encourage you to take a look at um, uh, this uh, month's newsletter blog. Uh, Danielle Delacchia, uh, one of our uh, functional nutritionists, uh, wrote on the 5R program of how we do gut healing. And this can really help affect no matter what type of brain issue you might have, including if you suffer, you have suffered from strokes, if you've had um, pain and migraines, a lot of anxiety or depression issues, if you um, are your, yourself or a family member is somewhere on the autism spectrum, anybody with any type of neurodegenerative disease. We start with gut health and uh, then we work on there and we try and get a really good history on you and also just help you Uh, help provide some hope. We have some really cool therapies that we're doing including some laser therapies um, that you could speak uh, more to as well as things like uh, peptides such as VIP, uh, RG3, BPC-157, cerebrolysin. These are all uh, peptides that we can deliver to help stimulate new neuronal growth. And We have a lot of lovely IV therapies and hyperbaric um, that can also um, help get your brain in tip-top condition for the rest of your life.
0: Yeah, and I really love this slide because it summarizes what we do here at at Carpathia. And we have people that deal with diet very well, and, and we include that in all of our treatment protocols. And we really can evaluate drugs because we understand Western medicine very well. Sometimes they're necessary and sometimes they're not. Sometimes we can do nutrition that will help a situation where a drug may or may not be able to. And I think we really understand the environmental component, and exercise, of course, is so important. The last thing I would add on this slide is that you know having healthy relationships and and making sure that you have some positive people in your life and that you maybe sort of avoid some of the negative toxic relationships i think is very healing and it can be done purposefully so that this whole thing kind of comes into sync and and helps you uh do the appropriate treatment maintain compliancy but also just puts you in a better place you know spiritually you know psychologically and all that
1: emotionally absolutely So thank you so much for uh, listening, and please uh, check us out on our new blog on the Gut-Brain Connection and uh, uh, Gut Health, and and, uh, come see us.
0: Yep, thanks a lot. Thanks, Dr. Christensen.
1: Thank you, Dr. Brock.